Grace, peace, and mercy be upon you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What would an eight-time Olympic gold medalist have to say about life? What would you think he or she would say? Very simple. He says, you have good days and you have bad days. How deep is that? (laughs) No kidding, right? (laughs) You don't have to be Usain Bolt from Jamaica, the fastest sprinter in the world, to have good days and bad days. We all do. What kind of day is today? Good? Yeah, good. You're in church where you should be. Should be good. I hope it stays that way. According to the writer of this letter to the Hebrews we have in our Bible, every day is a bloody day. But it's not the first or the last of its kind. There have been many bloody days since Cain murdered his brother Abel. In fact, there's a bloody day for every day of the week. Bloody Sunday, 1972. British soldiers shot 26 unarmed protesters in Northern Ireland. On Bloody Monday, 1855, mobs attacked German Catholic neighborhoods in Louisville, Kentucky. Bloody Tuesday, 1965, civil rights demonstrators were beaten in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Bloody Wednesday in San Ysidro, California, 1984, 21 people died and 19 wounded by a single gunman at a McDonald's. Bloody Thursday, 1934 in San Francisco. You want me to, you want me to finish out the week? You get the point, right? <laughs> Blood, violence, death have marked many days since the first murder. And the same bloody violence will mark the last day in history as well. This is what the world has coming to it on account of sin. This is what you and I have coming to us. Who will be delivered from this bloody destruction? We answered that already, didn't we, when we spoke the psalm earlier. As for all the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all God's delight. And we heard who will be delivered from destruction in Daniel. They'll be the ones who are wise and will shine like brightness from the sky above. Are you wise? You are when God has taught you His wisdom from His Word. And also from Daniel, the people who are delivered from destruction are everyone whose names shall be found written in the book. Will you be delivered? Yes, because there's already been a bloody day for you. A bloody Friday in the year 33 or so in Jerusalem, Judea. You know, one of the things about being a Christian is animal sacrifices, blood, body parts are part of the religion of our God. And an interesting thing about this is sacrifices were also a part of the religions of other gods. In the last 200 years, archaeologists have discovered evidence of sacrifices all over the world. And you know, often it's It's found to be some type of stone slab, you know, where animals and humans were slaughtered. And and the evidence also shows some type of 
drainage or ductwork, you know, something cut out in the rock for the blood to drain and be collected because the blood was used for something or was part of a ritual. God would have the Israelites do the same kind of thing, but for different reasons than the pagan peoples. God would have his people sacrifice animals and spill their blood and collect it to sprinkle on the altar and the, tabern and the tabernacle as a way to live out an agreement that they would be his people and he would be their God and he would forgive their sins. Pagans, the idol worshipers, would sacrifice their animals and in some cases their own people to appease their God or gods, to change their God's mind from anger to happiness. Because there's nothing worse than living under the rule of an angry God. You know, you're not, you might not get the rain you need and your crops will fail and then you'll starve. Or you'll get too much rain and be flooded out. Or a disease might wipe out half your tribe. The false gods demanded blood from the people. God commanded blood from the animals of his people. Now, if you think about Abraham and Isaac, you know, Abraham's son Isaac was almost a human sacrifice, but it didn't go all the way through. God stopped it just before the knife came down. And it was for a different purpose than the pagan sacrifice of their, of their children. Abraham was willing and obedient to go through with the sacrifice of his son, which God had told him to do, and that was enough to establish Abraham as the righteous father of God's people, Israel, who would grow and populate the earth and be a witness to the true God. On the bloody day of Jesus' destruction, Jesus fulfilled all those prior animal sacrifices. He was sufficient to atone for the sins of not only his people, but of the whole world. That's why we, the Christian church, no longer sacrifice animals. And whew, we thank God for that. Because unless you're a farmer, <laughs> if you're a city boy like me, that's kind of, you ain't used to that kind of stuff. God sent his son Jesus to be delivered over to a bloody death in order to deliver you and me from the coming destruction you and I deserve for our sin. It's the greatest exchange in human history. The righteous sacrificed for the unrighteous. But getting back for a minute to what it means to be a Christian... You know, telling people of the good news of Jesus in the framework of a sacrifice may not sound attractive to those who do not know about Jesus. A person who doesn't know about Jesus might say, oh, I'm a good person. Why in the world would I need God to sacrifice himself for me? I never asked him to do that, nor would I. Popular thought is, well, if I'm going to believe there's a God... And if I'm going to admit or acknowledge I have any failings before him, I'll work to fix those myself. And he should be okay with that. A bit reminiscent of the pagan sacrifices, wouldn't you say? But none of their sacrifices or self-justification is going to save them. And that goes for you and me too. 
Jesus has cleansed us from our sin by His blood and forgiven us. Jesus has opened for you a new and living way to approach God and stand before Him as He withholds His anger from you on account of His Son's sacrifice on your behalf. It was a bloody day in Judea when all this happened for you. And this reality makes every day a good day. Now, you know, I say this same kind of thing every Sunday. And it's really amazing that God calls the faithful to hear the good news of what He's done over and over and over again. It's not like you just hear it once and then, you know, need to hear it again for the rest of your life. Although some Christians do that, as we heard in the text, as some are, are, in, are in the habit of doing. And after a while, some get tired of it and no longer gather to hear but even though I may not be jumping up and down in the pulpit with joy or doing cartwheels down the aisle, although you'd probably like to see that, I'm not indifferent to Jesus and His church, and I wouldn't think you are either. Otherwise, you'd have separated yourself from this gathering a long time ago as well. But indifference toward Jesus and His church is definitely a thing beyond these doors. Even Pastor Edward During knew this over a hundred years ago. He was pastor here a few years, uh, for a few years, but you know, his thing was to travel up and down the Willamette Valley looking for people to gather around word, the Word of God and start churches. And according to his diaries, he was met with a lot of indifference. A serious lack of interest for Jesus' message of hope. And that's surprising when you think that many of these people that he was evangelizing to, you know, with, you would think most of them had a Christian background, you know, being from Europe or just a generation away from Europe. But it wasn't as easy as that. Pastor During had good days and bad days, probably a lot of bad days when you consider the hard work he put in to deliver the good news of Jesus to this land with little visible return. And it's no different today. We have bad days. But every day, even the last day, is a bloody day made a good day by Jesus and His sacrifice for you. Let's never stop telling people who don't know about this sacrifice for them about it either. Because without hearing about it, they may never know and may never gain forgiveness and eternal life. Every day is a day to be the church by the blood of Jesus Every day in your baptism, you are cleansed by Jesus' blood. Today is definitely a good day for little Trevor Mackey. As you see, I got the stuff set out for his baptism at the 1045 service. God will certainly do this for him here shortly. Every day you are confident in your forgiveness of sin by Jesus' blood. Every day you are compassionate by Jesus' blood as He has had compassion on you. Amen. And may His peace keep you and your heart and your mind in His fold forevermore. Amen.